Butts and Guts, a Cleveland Clinic podcast exploring your digestive and surgical health from end to end. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Butts and Guts. I'm your host, Scott Steele, the chairman of colorectal surgery here at the Cleveland Clinic in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. And today we're going to touch on a topic that we haven't discussed much about, and that's fatty liver disease. And I'm very pleased to have our expert in town. That's Jamile Joaquin Fleming, who's the director of the fatty liver disease program here at the Cleveland Clinic. Dr. Joaquin Fleming, thanks so much for joining us and welcome to Bus and Guts. Thank you. Um, I want to thank you myself for inviting me. For those who don't know your background, can you tell us a little bit about where you're from, where did you train, and how did it come to the point that you're here at the Cleveland Clinic? Wow. So I uh, was born in Lebanon, and I did medical school at the French University, St. Joseph University in Beirut. And then I came and I did my fellowship training at university hospitals. So even when I was there, I was familiar with the Cleveland Clinic because we, the fellows at that time, were doing combined uh, meetings one month. Um, the meetings or journal club or whatever discussions will happen at the Cleveland Clinic. And the next month it was at university hospitals. And so I have been um, in Cleveland for all these years. And after I graduated, um, I was recruited to the VA to run the outpatient clinic. And I did that. And then I was recruited to uh, Metro. And I did that along, left the VA, and I did Metro along with the Cleveland Clinic while I was raising my kids. And I've been in the Cleveland Clinic since 2002. I joined the hepatology section. It was a very small section. Um, there were three uh, staff and I, and uh, I've been here ever since, and I love it. Well, we are very happy to have you here, and thank you so much for all the great work you've done over the years. And so let's start very high level here. So what is fatty liver disease? When we talk about fatty liver, we talk about the presence of fat globules in the liver. And uh, there are multiple causes for fatty liver. And I, I need to make that differentiation. The most common causes of fatty liver are either related to alcohol, which causes fatty liver, or not alcohol. And so when we speak of fatty liver disease, we're talking about the fatty liver that is not caused by alcohol. And so we make sure that the patients are not drinking alcohol excessively. You know, once in a while is okay. Otherwise, we don't call it fatty liver disease. In fact, um, Ludwig kind of described this back in 1980, uh, and he described fatty liver disease as arising in the absence of significant alcohol intake. So I need to make that differentiation between the two because people get confused sometimes. So that is what is fatty liver disease. So there are fat in the cells, they end up destroying the cells, and they are not related to fat that has been developed from alcohol. So what are some of the symptoms that can occur that uh, occur with this fatty liver disease that patients may notice? And you would recommend that they reach out to their uh, provider. So fatty liver disease also, I want to mention this little thing. It's a spectrum. It encompasses a spectrum of, of events that happen into the liver. So initially, we deposit fat in the liver, and that is benign. Fat cells in the liver are not harmful to the liver. But as the situation worsens, then there will be inflammation from these fat globules and fat cells. There will be inflammation in the liver. And this inflammation will lead to fibrosis or cirrhosis in the liver. 
So when we see patients, we could see them along the whole spectrum. And what causes it, uh, which is different than alcohol, is the metabolic features of the patient. So patient walks to you, they either are overweight or have hyperlipidemia, triglycerides are high, their lipid panel are high, they have diabetes, they have heart disease. All of these features are the features of the metabolic syndrome, which put the patient at risk of developing this entity, the non-alcoholic fatty liver disease that we are talking about it today. So when they come to my office, their symptoms usually either they have um, any of these problems or they are on the spectrum, meaning that they either um, their primary care doctor send them because they have abnormal liver tests or somebody did a, a biopsy showed inflammation or that an image showed fat in the liver and cirrhosis or they did uh, some studies like a fibro scan showing advanced fibrosis. So when they come to my office, Thankfully, they are referred by their primary care doctor for any one of these reasons. So in general, is fatty liver disease diagnoses on the rise? And if so, what would you attribute this to? Yeah, so fatty liver disease, in fact, is on the rise. When I first joined the Cleveland Clinic in 2002, we were busy dealing with hepatitis C. And fatty liver was barely talked about. And in the last 15 years... Um, we have found a cure for hepatitis C, so we don't see it as much. Now we see more of fatty liver disease. And what is called 75%, three-quarters of the patients who have fatty liver disease are overweight. So what drives the fatty liver disease is being overweight in about three-quarters of the time. 25% of the cases are not related to weight. So there are some genetic factors, there are multiple other factors, but the, the bulk of it is related to, to weight. So we deposit fat. I tell my patient, how did it come? They tell me, I say, we deposit fat in the, in the body under the skin and we look a little bit overweight. And then fat cells go from the intestine when we absorb food in the fat and goes right into the, the liver. And that's where fat cells deposit in the liver. So the last 15, uh, 20 years has shown a parallel rise in weight and in fatty liver disease because they go hand in hand. And that, that trend um, occurs in children as well as in adults. And for now, it's, it's involving about 25% for the population in the United States and worldwide and is expected to double in the next 15 years. So this is becoming a very serious issue, and it's becoming the leading cause of end-stage liver disease, cirrhosis, and transplantation, one of the leading causes along with alcohol. So this is a section of the podcast we like to call truth or myth. Truth or myth, fatty liver disease is the same as cirrhosis. So fatty liver disease uh, is a spectrum going from simple fat, harmful fat in the liver, and when it progresses and we don't uh, pay attention to it, we don't uh, treat it, we don't manage it, it will lead to cirrhosis. So in a way it is, but cirrhosis is caused by other conditions too, 
But with fatty liver disease is one of the causes of cirrhosis. If we do not treat it and catch it early, the, uh, the inflammation in the liver from fat will progress into cirrhosis. Truth or myth, fatty liver disease is irreversible. Yeah, I want to say that usually it is irreversible because cirrhosis in general is irreversible. However, cirrhosis means there's a lot of fiber developing in the liver. If you catch it early when the amount of fiber is not extensive and you treat the cause, you may reverse it. But overall, in general, I would say it is not reversible because we rarely catch them very early. So how, how do you treat then fatty liver disease? I, I mean, we recognize that cirrhosis is not reversible, but what about fatty liver disease? I mean, how do you treat it? How, how do you improve? Where, where do you go from there? Yeah, that's, that's a very, very common question. And um, sometimes we are frustrated because we tell our patient to um, do a few things. Number one, since most of the time it is tied to obesity, we want them to lose weight. If they have diabetes, we want to treat the diabetes. If they have high blood pressure, we want to treat the high blood pressure. That, that vicious circle of the metabolic syndrome, we need to break it. If they have abnormal lipid profile, their cholesterol, triglyceride, LDL are elevated, we want to treat those. All of these help because all these factors, the diabetes, the blood pressure, abnormal lipid profile, maybe some endocrine uh, disorders such as hypothyroidism, all of those contribute to deposit of fat in the liver. So we want to treat each one of these elements to break that cycle and help the fatty liver. So that's one aspect of it. We want to treat the metabolic features of it. In addition to uh, managing the weight, people who are overweight, if they are not overweight, then you, you focus on these things. If they are overweight, then we need to advise them on a healthy diet, exercise, and try to manage their weight as much as they can with some help from us. So we hear a lot about diets out there. There's pretty much a diet for everything. Is there a diet that can improve fatty liver disease? Um, yeah. So um, as far as diet, uh, eating a healthy, low in saturated fat diet and carbohydrate is a good one. So we tell them to focus on what are the healthy habits, whatever treats your heart and cholesterol, that's what you're going to do for your, uh, as far as diet. Sometimes they ask me specifically, is there anything in my diet that I could take? And I tell them coffee. I tell them if they like coffee and it doesn't cause them problem, three or four cups of dark uh, coffee will help. Uh, studies have shown it will decrease the, the fibrosis and the cirrhosis in uh, our patients. So truth or myth, rapid weight loss can actually make fatty liver disease worse. So it depends how much. So we know that you lose three to 5% of your weight, the steatosis or the fat will disappear. If you lose seven to 10% of the weight, you improve, with other patients, they improve the majority of the features of fatty liver that we see on the microscope. If you lose more than that and more rapidly within six months, yes. So excessive weight gain and excessive weight loss in a short period of time is going to cause fatty liver. So let's walk a little bit through. So somebody has been diagnosed or is concerned for having fatty liver disease. It's picked up in any different ways. 
What are they going to experience when they come see you at Cleveland Clinic's fatty liver program? So when I see them, they already been referred by their primary care doctor, thankfully, uh, because we see many times the patient has not seen a primary care doctor until they had advanced cirrhosis, liver failure, liver cancer. So we don't want to see that case. If they come in that situation, then we're going to have to treat the cirrhosis and its consequences, the cancer and et cetera, the liver failure. But before then, when their liver tests are abnormal and uh, usually the primary care doctor has an ultrasound and the ultrasound is going to show fatty liver. And then you look at the patient. The patient has the metabolic features. You know, they have all the features we talked about, some diabetes, a lipid, a little bit of overweight and all of that. So what I tell them is um, I take some blood tests because I want to make sure what is affecting their liver is only non-alcoholic fatty liver and no underlying diseases of the liver. Because you could have fatty liver and you could have alpha-1 antitrypsin, for example. You could have fatty liver and you could have hepatitis C. So we want to make sure there isn't anything else affecting the liver in addition to fatty liver because we want to treat it. We have treatment for hepatitis C. We have treatment for a lot of things. We want to treat any other condition affecting the liver because two conditions affecting the liver, non-alcoholic fatty liver and something else, will make the progression to cirrhosis and decompensated liver disease or liver failure progress more rapidly. So that is a very important point. So we want to make sure that we rule out any other condition that affect the liver. And then I want to see if there is any damage in the liver and how much there is damage in the liver. How do I do that? There are a few things we could do. Non-invasive test by doing either a fibroscar, elastography, where we do like an ultrasound, but it has a propensity to, to check for the stiffness of the liver and it tells us how much scarring in the liver because the scarring, the cirrhosis, is the driver of the complications of the liver disease. So we do either ultrasound, which is done, ultrasound elastography, which is done in radiology, or a fibroscan, which is done in our offices here. And that will give me idea how much there is fat in the liver, and that will give me idea how much scarring there is in the liver, advanced fibrosis or cirrhosis. And that will direct me toward the other things. There are also non-invasive measures, uh, markers such as uh, NFS, FIP4, uh, APRI. There are non-invasive measures that we also could uh, plug them, plug those numbers in the computer, and it will give me a, a measure. So when I get all these results, I put it all together. I have the ultrasound, I have the fiber scan, I have these markers, and then I came up because there is not one test is going to be 100% um, diagnostic. So I would put all of these together and we tell the patient uh, what we find. Uh, we either at, are at a irreversible stage before the cirrhosis happened, or we are at an irreversible stage and now we're going to deal with the cirrhosis. And then we decide what, uh, what is the management. Sometimes none of these give me a good idea where the patient stands and how much damage they deliver. We go and uh, we refer the patient for a liver biopsy. So we have several uh, tests that could help us determine the gravity uh, of the disease and uh, how much damage there is in the liver. And then what do they expect? 
And so once we do that, uh, we talk about the diet, the exercise, or sometimes we have to be realistic. If I see somebody whose um, BMI is very high, and I mean by BMI is um, BMI is really more than 35, unlikely. And most of the patients uh, come to my office, they know that they are a little overweight and they have tried. So I don't give them a hard time about it. I know everybody walking into the office 30, 40 years old, they know what they have to do. So we don't, you know, really talk about it too much, but we give them another chance about six months. But if the BMI, if their, you know, their weight is in the high range, we know that the diet is not gonna uh, work and uh, no matter what I do, the medication that I give is not going to work. And that's where uh, referral to surgical management or endoscopic weight reduction uh, happen, because we want to break that cycle and we don't want to get into cirrhosis. So is there any research taking place, new innovative ways to prevent or to treat this disease? So we have a lot of uh, research going on at the clinic. But also worldwide, there are several trials, uh, several medications that are in a phase two or three trials, but none has been approved yet. So I, that's the frustrating part of treating fatty liver is preventing, uh, treating all the conditions that cause the fatty liver. But I tell my patient, unfortunately, I do not have a medication. Like if you have a pneumonia, I could give you antibiotic and get rid of it. There is no such a thing now, but it will happen. So now it's very important to deal with all the problems that uh, get together to cause um, the, the fatty liver and discover or diagnose early cirrhosis or advanced fibrosis, because this is now when I can deal with it uh, better and manage it. We could prevent a serious complication to the patient. Well, it looks like we have some actually things on the horizon and to look forward to that can treat this. So for those who know this podcast, you know, we always like to wind up with some quick hitters to get to know our experts better. So with that, uh, I would ask you, what is your favorite sport? My favorite sport, dancing. And what is your favorite and swimming. meal? And swimming, dancing and swimming. Okay, good. What's your favorite meal? Ooh, uh, salad. <laughs> <laughs> and what is the last non-medical book that you read? Non-medical book? Oh, my goodness. I just finished um, a book by Mark Twain, The Prince and the Pauper. The Prince and the Pauper. And yeah. finally, tell us something. It sounds like you've made the rounds here in Cleveland. What is something you like about the city itself or the area? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I came to Cleveland and I've been here for over 20 years. And so I don't want to leave. I think um, other than the Cleveland Clinic, and I'm not saying this because I work at the, I, I love the Cleveland Clinic. I think this is a place where ideas reach the sky, you know. So that draws me in it. When I was a resident, I used to, um, I liked the Cleveland Orchestra. And I used to uh, be the doctor in the Cleveland a volunteer and uh, to be in, be in the audience in case an emergency happened until the ambulance came. And so I enjoyed that a lot. I still enjoy that. I enjoy the Museum of Art. And I enjoy uh, traveling a little bit outside Cleveland too to see what's going on in the you know, one hour drive here and there when I have a time. I enjoy the flat and the um, 
fourth street, all these uh, nice restaurants. I mostly, mostly, to tell you the truth, I love the lake. I love the lake. I love watching the lake. And it gives me, it opens my mind when I um, just go watch the lake and watch the uh, fishers, uh, fish, uh, fishermen, <laughs> fishermen uh, catch fish. And um, the beauty of um, seeing the seagulls at, uh, in the winter. Um, I would walk there over the, to the lake in the winter and there will be a, maybe a hundred and hundred of seagulls. You could see them like, on, the, on the ramp. It's an, amazing. In the winter, in the fall, there's a lot of fish on the ramp. And in this, this summer, it's beautiful. Well, I couldn't agree with you more, and that may be the most inclusive answer I've ever gotten to that question. So what is the final take-home message regarding fatty liver disease for our listeners? So what I want to tell my listeners, uh, don't worry. I tell them, if you lose one pound, that's all what I want, a month. If you lose two, that's good. Don't worry about it. Don't stress. First of all, learn how to manage stress. If there is any stress in your life, don't eat because you're stressed. Learn how to manage it. It's very, very important. This past year, 2020, was a very difficult year on everybody. A lot of patients who had made a good stride in losing weight the year before, now they gained it back. About 99% of my patients have gained their weight back that they have lost in 2019. There is a lot of stresses. Uh, there were a lot of stresses affecting all of us. So I tell them, learn how to manage the stress, distract yourself, read, walk, climb stairs up and down, do whatever you want, climb a tree. I also tell them, uh, I advise, I always advise to have a primary care doctor and follow with the primary care doctor because they refer a lot of patients, they discover problems. My other thing is, I tell them, beware of drinking alcohol. We all want to drink, just beware. When you eat, when you drink, just think of the calories we're ingesting and just think, I want to be healthy. That's it. Don't think of the weight. Don't think of what's going on, stresses here and there. Just think of, I want to live a healthy life. What is it? We all know what is a healthy life. That's all what I want them to do. And drink coffee if you, if you, if you like it. Again, that's some great advice. And so for more information on fatty liver disease, please visit Cleveland Clinic's health library at clevelandclinic.org slash health. That's clevelandclinic.org slash health, H-E-A-L-T-H. And to speak with a specialist in the Digestive Disease and Surgery Institute, please call 216-444-7000. That's 216-444-7000. Again, finally, remember in times like these, it's still important, extremely important for you and your family to continue to receive medical care. And rest assured here at the Cleveland Clinic, we are taking all the necessary precautions to sterilize our facilities and protect our patients and caregivers. So Dr. Joaquin Fleming, thank you so much for joining us here on Butts and Guts. Thank you, Dr. Steele. Thank you very much for inviting me and continue to take care of your health. You will get there. That wraps things up here at Cleveland Clinic. Until next time, thanks for listening to Butts and Guts.